Hey folks, Stevie Foxette here, and today we've got two guests for you, not just one. Richard Doom from the podcast Hold No Heroes and Jake Kilwright from various parts of the internet. We recorded this episode and a two-part episode of Hold No Heroes on the same night. You don't have to listen to Hold No Heroes uh, to understand what's going on, but we did have a few jokes bleed over from Richard's podcast to mine, so if you want to get a full background of why Jake supports eugenics, you may want to listen to Hold No Heroes episode three. Also, hey, Richard's my friend, and he's doing good work on his podcast, so you should check it out anyways. Anyways, now on to the show. <laughs> uh, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Buzz Biology. Um, it's late. So we are feeling fine. Um, but I am joined by two guests today. I'm joined by Richard Doom. Hello, hello. From Hold No Heroes. <coughs> and by Jake Kilroy from Jake is Vegan. Hi. Which is not a podcast, it's actually an Instagram account. But you know what? Same, same. Lifestyle Instagram. Thanks, guy. By the way, I want to take you to a vegan place up by me. Oh, yeah. Tight. Occasion place. Really? Yeah. Occasion vegan place? Yeah. Oh my lord. Next time we record together, we gotta do it at Richard's oh, place. That sounds amazing. So we'd have Marty. some oh. vegan. I've been wanting to take you for a while. Ugh, I am gonna lose. You're gonna hear me on your pod- on that podcast just like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> just like constantly eating throughout. I mean, you. I'm surprised there's not know, more snacks I, on the table I right know. now. I ate so many of the snacks. He ate all yeah. the snacks he- on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just all of the Sweet. podcast is just Jake. Just like, Got it out of the way. Dude, that's why it made me laugh when I listened to me being on Buzz Biology. It's just like, it just constantly sounds like Brad Pitt in um, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, I cut out a lot of crunching. Bogus. <laughs> Inauthentic. Just because I knew like once once this gets big, because I'm being confident about it, but once it gets big, I'm just like going to have people emailing me about like, that jackass, I could hear him fucking... And the microphone. I never ate and then leaned in the microphone. You definitely I, like when... Jew-chewing. Yeah, from the episode of my podcast that we just recorded, both Stevie and Jake are basically hanging like three feet off the table while they're munching on like cheese puffs. <laughs> you just had like, two okay. microphones. I was nervous. As you should be. Yeah. yeah. Anytime microphones are around. I'm Is also Alexa still unplugged. I'm also yeah, just I'm in general sure. nervous from the things I said, but we were talking about villains and hey, at least you didn't go into a eugenics rant like Jake did. Oh I didn't God. do that. You guys gotta believe me. <laughs> I didn't do that. I like beer. <laughs> I, like I like cold, cold beer. beer. I'm on your side. I enjoy my news in the evening where it makes sense. <laughs> so we've gotten to see Jake's um, political campaign. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I can Caught in a scandal. Like, sort of uh, concession speech. Like, I think horses don't make sense. Right? <laughs> I like cold beer. I enjoy appetizers before the meal and dessert later on some... Undisclosed location on one of your interns. I like cold beer. <laughs> this is basically Jake's like mashup of Clinton and Bush combined. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the most um, electable to both sides for the stupidest reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Right, before we get too political, let's move on. Um, before we get into the subject of today's episode, we're going to talk about what we're drinking. I'm going to start. So I'm very excited because I am trying to do this thing where I drink locally when I travel to someone else's place to drink beer. So I've gotten stuff from Green Cheek again, just like when I saw Jake last time. Except this time I'm drinking beer called West Coast IPA is Dead, which is hilarious because I work at a brewery that only makes West Coast IPAs. And I actually want to read you guys the blurb on the can because it's great. Uh, A clear IPA brewed without crystal malt. I'm sold. 
To keep the color light and the malt flavor low, letting the Simcoe and Citra hops shine through like crazy. Clear, bitter, hoppy. You're going to love it to death. Whoa. Spoopy. Um, spoopy. Um, it's, I mean, it's still early November. This is going to come out mid-November, but right now we're recording and it's yeah. still early November, so it's still a spoopy season. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. The Simcoe, the Citra is um, not as strong as they make it sound, which I'm fine with because... I drink a lot of White Walls, and White Walls is all Citra, so it's just all oranges all the time. To me, the Simcoe is coming through this really delightfully, really like nice and like, um, this sounds like it's a bad term, but it's actually a good term, uh, like a cat piss bitter. I will tell you right now, that is indeed a bad term. It's a bad term. I will go so far as to say it's a very bad term. Yeah, but people You like, make me mad. If we're being honest, that oh, pissed me off. Whoa. That cat pissed me off. That cat pissed him <laughs> off. You pissed off my friend. <laughs> I gotta hold him back. Hold him back. Please don't flip the shit. Strong, sober. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's it's definitely like a term to use to talk about like the quote unquote danker hops. Okay, now we're speaking my language. Yeah, the more like resiny, the more like. Sorry, the only thing I recognize that are dank are memes. Oh Jesus. He's or, pretty dank. Yeah, memes are pretty dank. Oh, Jesus, pretty dank. He's pretty dank. Oh, chick's pretty dank. Sinner. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, wow, this dude. is very Yeah, hostile. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's pretty dang. I feel like we've missed the point on several of your own references. Yeah. I've watched them just sail past each other's heads. <sighs> I'm tired. Let's start over. I got up at 7 a.m. I'm Jake. I'm Stevie. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, your hands are freezing. What's going on? You don't have any circulation because you're very tall. Ah, oh, shit. That's probably true, huh? Yeah, actually, it probably uh, is. That sucks. You I'm trying probably, to warm them up. You should probably invest in some compression shop socks for flights. I and want to do that, but only because they're comfy, right? Yeah, they're also very comfortable. Yeah, see, I'm in. I'm short as shit, and I wear compression socks on flights, but that's because my blood pressure is really low and I have bad circulation. Four years, my mom has, like, when we would ask her what she wants for her birthday or for Christmas, she'll say, cushy socks. And I just thought it was funny. It's just like, what? And I, like, I, the thing is, like, at some point, she got me because she socks, and I apologize profusely. Because I think I put it in the category of, like, socks and underwear. Right. And it's just like, yeah, That's what, a lame what, Christmas what gift. Do you, what do you yes. really want? And she's like, no, man. Like, cushy socks are the jam. And then she got me cushy socks, and I have apologized every time I've gotten cushy socks. Because that's, like, the smartest thing I've ever been put on in my life. Cushy socks are amazing. They, they're a fucking game changer. Yeah. Compression socks, if they're like cushy socks, I'm in. They're like a hug for your calves and your feet. Okay. I wear them when I'm playing hockey I'm and listening. it's delightful. I need because you can also get ones that are like have fun patterns on them because nurses wear them and nurses love fun patterns. So I have, highly uh, recommend compression socks. I have compression uh, knee socks. Like knee sleeves. Yeah. 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 Imagine that hugging your entire foot. Well, I started wearing those because I had bad knees. Yeah, that sounds about right. Again, because I'm too tall. You're too tall. Fuck. Yeah, sorry like about it. Like certain animals. Like today's subject. Like certain animals. But That's why I relate to them. We're not at today's subject yet. You right. guys still have to talk about... Richard, what are you drinking? Um, I can't remember. I've had too much. No. Um, <laughs> uh, melon Cart from uh, Golden Road Brewing. Um, it was in Jake's fridge. And so How is it? It's, it's okay. It's melony. Wait, it's okay. Me, I don't know Melanie, but she sounds like a nice person. She sounds like a lovely person. Yeah, um, Melanie's a sweetheart. We did have a bit of a dust up earlier because I was like, I was, uh, I was speaking bad about Golden Road because they are owned by AB and Bev, and we got an argument about monopolies. But because I work in the beer industry, 
and Jake is pro Monopoly. Apparently, is what only the game, only the game Monopoly. This is being set up as Jake pro Monopoly. Jake, no, I'm pro the game Monopoly, and not a lot of people are. When you say you like cold beer, do you mean cold beer monopolies, Jake? Oh shit! Did we catch you in a scam? I like. What was her name? (laughs) But yeah, I have. I very. This is gonna be a whole. This could be a whole thing. Um, but it's in Jake's face. Jake kindly supplied it to us. So I'm not going to dig my heels in too much about... I'm a cheap drunk. I'll, I'll, I'll take what you give me. And that's... We actually had this conversation earlier. Jake offered to buy his booze. And I, I was like, thank you very much for your offer. I'm incredibly picky. Mm-hmm. Whereas I said, whatever you have in the fridge. Yeah. So uh, we can tell who's the better guest. It's obviously You're Richard. the best guest. Mm. Somebody came with research notes and it was you. So I think actually you're the best guest. Well, you have a bunch of research notes. No, I made it all up those are just scribbles i'm all going off the top of the dome we also recorded richard's ep- podcast before we recorded mine which we're actually gonna have to go back and record more of richard's podcast because i have a lot to say he, we a, all have we a lot to all say. have a lot to say to be honest <laughs> we all can't shut the fuck up it's part of the, why we have podcasts i'm gonna yeah. take whatever you both cut out of your podcast and just spice it into my own and that's me oh my podcast. i just love that Is idea that in the spirit of frankenstein or dr frankenstein you know, I'm sorry, Dr. Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. See, why this is so infuriating? <laughs> I'm not wrong! I know, but it's just so I just tedious. I, I just set that up for you. I wish Thank you guys you. would just like get, like, it, no, it wouldn't I be so tedious if people would remember. Oh I, my god, totally, you should die on this hill. I, I agree with that. I will die on many hills. I, I would just like to say for the record, I agree with both of you. No. I understand the frustration when somebody corrects you. I, think it's like, I understand I it, the frustration like, when people are wrong. But you know what they mean. It's no, just move along. I I know what they mean, but I also like I I, I don't I don't want them to go around being ignorant of that very She's important. She's an educator. Issue. She is an educator. You are a writer. I don't know what level of importance certain issues are at. Oh my god! You think it's going to make a big difference if the Halloween store that pops up in the empty fucking former Kmart says Frankenstein's yes, monster instead of Frankenstein? You're teaching our kids the wrong terms. Boo! <laughs> That's my spookiest ghost. <laughs> this, I, this is the sad thing. It's just like, we were very civil during your podcast. I don't know what it is about you being here and recording my podcast where now Jake and I are at tenterhooks. Well, this came up on the last podcast, too. Well, we didn't I'm... fight on yours and mine when we talked uh, about seals and sea lions. We never argued. We didn't bring up Frankenstein. We did not bring up Frankenstein. It's true. There's the problem. We have plenty of other things to yell about. Yeah. Truly, like how much we love this subject. <sighs> Jake, Jake hates the subject. I apparently can't leave what? alone. What? Wait, which subject? Beer? Uh, no, arguing about oh, Frankenstein. No. no, no, no. Sorry, drafts is what I meant. Oh, we have. Yeah. God I damn it! You meant. dropped the bomb. I haven't even like gotten to drafts yet. Oh, yeah. he's not gonna be on the. She hasn't you, you, it. Richard talked about what he's been drinking. You need to talk about what you're drinking. Uh, sorry, I thought this would be like the name of the you episode. You fucked it up already, Jake! <laughs> Isn't that yeah. going to be the name of the episode? Is it going to yes. be Mystery Animal or is it no, going to be Drafts? No, it's going to be Drafts, but I don't get to the topic until we talked about what we've drank. Sorry, so I have this watermelon sprouts. No, sparkling. don't lie, Jake. <laughs> well, I was going to get that too. Oh, okay. But I have this water... <laughs> <laughs> Why? How is it possible that we argue on your podcast? I have this watermelon sparkling water from Sprouts. That I very much enjoy, and I think I drank it on last time I was yes. on this. Um, then... Was it the watermelon one or the mango one? You know what? I don't know. I enjoy them both. Mm-hmm. Watermelon is my watermelon. favorite, they're but uh, they're both good. Um, and then also, I drank melon cart as well because it was in Jake's fridge. 
Yeah, I wanted to make. I just want to make a big deal about like you're mostly sober this year. Yeah. So I feel sober. I feel very honored that you are having a beer. With I us. very much enjoyed uh, my sober uh, Buzz Biology episode, and uh, I felt like I got to the end of the episode, and I was like, yeah, I like that I didn't say anything ridiculous like eugenics. So, <laughs> which you said sober on Richard's, by God the way. No, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, I just thought, like, I'll try it out. I have, we'll have one beer. Uh, that'll be one of my tiny I mean, amounts that, of drinks for the month. One beer and it turns into yeah. Bertram Isomoff or whatever. <laughs> His name is Bertrand Zobris. You're going to have to listen to this whole No Heroes episode to understand what we're referencing. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and then um, I also have this regular water, too. Yeah, I'm regular water. Very, very hydrated. I also drank some pickle juice earlier. For the record. That's a very good call. It's so good. Pickle juice is so good. Pickle juice is incredible. This is the hill I'm going to die on. That's a good hill to die on. I'll just take your word for it. You don't like it? I'm not interested in trying it. You never tried it? Do you remember doing picklebacks with B in New York? No. (laughs) (laughs) So many years came out of you just now. (laughs) Just no. Anyways, as Jake spoiled earlier. I just love these animals so much. Yes, Richard was very kind and he let Jake kind of... Jake wanted to talk about giraffes anyway, Thanks. so we're talking about giraffes, but Richard was very kind to me, like, let's talk about giraffes, but Richard, you're not, not interested in giraffes. I love giraffes. And also, Richard and I are, I think, are very similar in the regard that it's just like, learning is cool, whatever it is, like, if you have to learn. Had, yeah, if you pick I an like animal. school. <laughs> school is cool. I love cold beer. Kids, stay in school. That's my promise to you, is that you have a place to learn freely with beer. I really Which wish- I love cold beer. I'm I really right wish there was a video right now of this because I'm just loving how close their elbows are to their body and how wide their palms are from their shoulders. I'm not an elbow it's very, guy. It's very I'm political. I'm like 80% elbows. You are 80% elbows. Maybe 50% elbows and 50% legs and that's it. I think you're 50% elbows you're and 50... No, I think you're 45% elbows and 45% knees and 10% head. So no legs? Just knees, elbows, and head? Yeah. Nothing. Both of you, I think, are going to get addicted to running for fake campaigns. I'm going to tell you right now, I did that once as a joke, and I have not stopped for like can five I, years. Instead of you, instead nobody of like, can run a joke into the ground like me. So, uh, but I really it's... want, instead of you guys, like, because you guys are doing like the wide arm George W. Bush kind of like, I'm an innocent idiot. I really want to do the Clinton thumb in the fist. Oh, I used to do, uh, on my trip to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade, I did a lot of Clinton impressions. (laughs) And uh, he wasn't even the president at the time. With the lip bite, though. Oh, yeah. I did not have sexual relations with her. I like cold beer. I like cold beer. Which is true. I do love cold beer. I love lukewarm beer, actually. Your name again? Run on that campaign. Ooh. Is this going to be, is this going to be the hill we die on? We should all die on the same hill. (laughs) No, I don't want to be on the same hill as you guys. What? All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Peer pressure. Right. Yeah. Peer pressure. Yay. Same hill we're going to die on. Woo, Suicide woo, pact. Woo. Yes. Yes. All right. Finally, you guys agree with me. <laughs> well, what? What? Huh? Huh? Hmm? Okay. Anyways, um, giraffes is the topic of today's episode. Um, giraffa camelopardal... Wait, shit. I've already fucked it up. <laughs> giraffa camelopardal... Pardalis is the scientific name of the giraffe. Okay. It is a species of African, even-toed, ungulate mammals. Ungulate means what? Ungulate means um, lobed toes. Oh, okay. So there's even-toed ungulates and odd-toed ungulates. Okay. Yeah. We'll get more into that. I go definitely into different ungulates in a second. Mm -hmm. The word giraffe has its early origins in the Arabic word zarafa, which is possibly borrowed from the Somali word jerif, which means giraffe. 
Um, the Arabic name translates to fast walker. Huh. Really? Yeah. How fast do you walk, Jake? Not that fast. Oh. You've, you've, you've participated. Well, you've actually, you know what? You I've got, you I've got well. like, no, you know what? I take it back. Even when I think I'm going slow, I'm like going way faster than I think I am. Yeah. Like, these giant stupid legs. Which, which is why I think I relate to giraffes. Yes. Oh, yes. Before we get further into the topic, why, one at a time, don't talk over each other because then we can't hear you, but why, like I know, Jake, this is your topic in particular, but I also want to hear Richard's reasons for being into talking about giraffes. So, Jake. Why giraffes? Uh, they're gangly ass uh, vegans who uh, have a, you know, they just have uh, an awkward time living and they can sometimes be accidentally graceful, but mostly they're just like really chill. And so I like to strive. I have some of those qualities, like the gangly awkwardness, but if I could strive to their chill demeanor, uh, I'd also, I also really admire what they do with their necks. Okay. Like when they fight, I think it's like bonkers. Uh, and then once I said that they're my favorite animal, Somebody said, oh, are you saying that because they represent, like, being able to, like, force you to the future make good decisions? And it was like, no. Whoa, what? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? And it's like, but yeah, they, they represent. The idea that they're so tall, they look into the future. They, like, represent. Over yeah, the horizon. Oh. Yeah, so that's, like, when you're talking about, like, what does this animal represent? Like, that giraffes represent that. <clears throat> and so I'd like to buy into the idea of, like, forward thinking and, like, making reasonable decisions. But uh, honestly, I identified with them as a kid because they were just, like, Awkward ass vegetarians. I like it. No, Richard. I uh, honestly, it's uh, the exact opposite of Jake's, because um, I thought the same thing, and then I saw a Sir Attenborough uh, documentary where uh, they're just violent, um, predat- uh, not predatory, territorial uh, creatures with the the two males going at it, and just like blood. It was honestly one of the hardest parts for me to watch of the uh, nature documentary because I don't like seeing animals get hurt, especially when it's hurting each other. So. Um, I, uh, I'm just like, oh, is this, has my impression of them, uh, been wrong the whole time? Like, are they chill ass, uh, Jakes or are they, um, violent ass, uh, Stevies? <laughs> yes, me. Um, turns out I got information for both of you guys. Thank God. On this is things. why we came here. I, I love know. this place. You should really just format the podcast as if like we're coming to you. Just like, oh, Stevie. I love that. Please tell us about yeah, wait, so like You're like a consultant. We're just like, we like to open a giraffe business. Please tell us we need to know. <laughs> and we put the quarter in. Okay. Just like, like just hey, a giraffe but, accountant? Yeah. Or the giraffe fortune, fortune great, teller? Yeah, great. Esmeralda, please tell us about bats. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, just like desperate kids right before a research paper. They're like, Esmeralda, please. Going um, to the art history page and be like, fuck. What, what the is fuck this? is an ungulate? I don't know what Wikipedia it is. Help me. Help Dude, me. Having like a different story arc for each episode. Like, yeah, one, it's like them coming to you to like study for a test. <laughs> Another one, like, where they just, they, like, fortune telling them they want to open up a pull business. Up a chair. Yeah. One, you're like an old grandma who's just, like, telling them about this, like, uh, animal that doesn't exist because anymore. You some generous ideas about how old I'm going to get. We should probably lowball it. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, when I recorded with Richard about bats, I'm like, I hope it'd make to 41. That's the oldest record on bat age. Honestly, I hope it'd make it that old. I've lived 10 years longer than I thought I would have already. I look 10 years older than I have. <laughs> The back to the names of giraffes. The specific epithet of camelopardalis comes from the old English word camelopard, which in turn came from the ancient Greek words for camel and leopard, which, as Beck and I discussed last week, means spotted. Leopard means spotted. Um, camel also comes from the fact that they kind of look like camels. Yeah. Like yeah. you can be like, oh, if I 
they stretched a camel out. Kind of looked like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. They look like a bad drawing of a camel. Yeah. 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 Um, giraffes are part of the order Artiodactyla, which is the order of even-toed ungulates. Ungulates are ho- hooved animals. Gotcha. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier. And Artiodactyla bear weight equally on two of the five toes. So, uh, we have five fingers. Yeah. Right? So, they either, they usually bear weight on digits two and four. And three, five, and one are either completely gone or severely reduced. Hmm. But in fossil organisms that are related to them, they usually have um, some form of those other digits. Okay. So deer are okay. artiodactyla. So those cloven hooves. So if you happen to be of Catholic Irish descent, you eat nothing of cloven hoof because the devil walks on cloven hooves. It's true. He does. It checks Which out. is, you know, hashtag aesthetic. Yeah. God, the Irish love fearing the devil. They really do. And that's not even really the devil. That's Baphomet. They really get those shit confused. Like, yeah. Do you read it's Wicked tricky. and Divine? No. Okay, never mind. I've lived it. <laughs> <laughs> the family Giraffidae, which is within the order Artodactyla, um, contains two genera, which is the plural for genus, which I feel like I have to say every time I say genera because people are like, what the fuck is that? Um, and two species. Uh, obviously, the giraffe is one of the species, and the Okapi, Okapia johnsoni, is the other species. Okapi are extremely fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah. deserve their own episode. They do. Um, but they also have, if you look at a copy, it's like, imagine a giraffe shorter, darker for forests. But they also have those little oscones on their heads and stuff like that. Um, I really want, I'm not a legging person, um, but I would really love a pair of leggings that are striped like Okapi hmm. legs. It looks really cool. That'd be so dope. Right? I'm yeah. I'm blanking on the image right now. I thought when you said it, I, I had an image. I'm just like, eh, They're kind of it. dark. They're kind of like a dark chestnut brown with okay. like, like they have a giraffe face. Their neck's not nearly as long. Um, their body's mostly dark, but their hind legs are like striped black and white or like that dark brown and white uh, to be camouflage. I see. Yeah. Okay, Jake. Yeah, pulled Jake up a pulled picture. up a picture. Um, okay, that's what I I thought. I thought they had a. It's like a horse who's getting away with being a zebra for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. but they're actually related to giraffes. That's so wild. Isn't that crazy? Previously, the family Giraffidae was much more extensive, and there's been ten fossil genera, not species, but genera found. Okay. Um, mostly Pleistocene, which is the coolest of the epics. Why? Uh, it's the Ice Age. Okay. Yeah, you get all the cool like. Did you say it was the most epic? Is that why you said it's the coolest? Oh shit! So- Is that why you said it was the coolest? So many puns! So many puns! Ice puns too, Mr. Freeze. Oh back man, dude, Neil, call back a cross podcast. <laughs> yeah, damn, you're gonna. This is like a co podcast. You're gonna crossover. have to listen to both. <laughs> crossover episodes. What is this? A crossover episode? God damn it. Um, it's believed that the next most closely related family would be the Antilocapridae, which essentially means antelope goat, and only contains one extant or still living species, the pronghorn. Hmm, no way. Yeah. Um, and the pronghorn uh, are also super fucking fascinating and de- deserve their own episode. But the coolest fact about pronghorn is they're the fastest land mammal in North America because they evolved in the presence of North American cheetahs, which are now extinct. Huh. What the shit? Yeah. So I, you're, what you're saying is they're really, like, you know, slacking on their speed. They haven't had to keep it up for a while. For a now. while now. Yeah, but they still... No, I've actually... It's really interesting because when I worked up in Northern California and I worked for U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service... Well, now they have to dodge Jeeps. Well, funny. There's such a story behind this. Okay. <laughs> um, there was a herd that had been reintroduced on the Sacramento 
wildlife refuge there, Sacramento National Wildlife Refuge, which is on the eastern side of the five in that part of the state. And there was a huge herd that was doing really well, and they were just like, nah, we don't like it over here. And they decided to cross the five, and like 30 of them got taken out by a semi. Um, and, what? And they are now on the western side of the valley, uh, but they weren't sure how well they were doing. I was out doing a bird survey for something else. I think I was doing a curlew survey, and I found a herd where it was like 15 females. Each female had a calf, and there was an adult male chasing two juvenile males away from the herd, and I have never seen an animal run that fast in my fucking life. Really? Yeah, it was insane, because I think they can run, if I recall correctly, up to 65 miles per hour. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. That's why I say I'm like, pronghorn need their own episode, because they're really, really cool. They're also the only extant species in a family, which is always just like the strangest of things. Like, it's fascinating. Hmm. The neck elongation in giraffes occurred fairly early in their evolutionary history, one of the earliest giraffid ancestors was uh, Canthiumerix, which possibly existed 25 million years ago, which is uh, during the Miocene, which is the epic that always comes up. I'm kind of talk- sick of talking about the Miocene. It's totally. the one where the grasslands really blew up. A lot of modern mammal lineages start to differentiate. That's when you get the first apes, et cetera, mm. et cetera. We talked about the Miocene with... Um, Overplayed, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you know, I was part of the epics before. They were cool with yeah. Miocene. It's overplayed. Um, we talked about the Miocene with uh, pinnipeds. Yeah. Because some of the earliest pinniped fossils were Miocene. Those fucking Miocene kids. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, it looked more like an antelope than a modern giraffe. And the genus Giraffocaryx appeared about 15 million years ago and had a much longer neck and similar ossicones or horn-like structures on their skull. Okay. Hmm. Um, currently, only one species with eight subspecies is recognized by the IUCN, which is the Authority on Endangered Species. Okay. There's a lot of debate right now about um, whether or not they should be split into two species or six species or four species or eight species. There's a lot of different papers that have gone over multiple different like genetic things, and they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Okay. Um, and as I discussed with Richard on our very first episode together... Um, the definition of a species now is very tricky because there's a lot of defining features. It's like, it used to be just like, well, if it looks like X and it only breathes with X, then it's X. But now we have DNA, and so it's made it much weirder right. in interpretation. Um, the study that wants giraffe split into six species contends that there's enough difference in the DNA of those subspecies that suggest that these groups do not interbreed, even though there's no physical obstacles that block their interactions. Okay. So most of the, previously, most of the hypotheses that uh, went into what makes a species or not was like genetic isolation. So basically, two populations get separated by a geographical thing or geological thing, and that is there for enough time that they become distinctly separate. Yeah. And then once they are able to be like in contact with each other again, they're so distinctly separate that they no longer mate. Okay. Um, which seems like is going on with these subspecies. Even though there's no physical obstacles. Their DNA is different enough that that should be different species. But we don't know if that's actually the case. Um, most recent studies, like studies that come out in the last like five years or so, uh, believe that there's eight, eight species of living giraffes. Yeah. However, hmm. there's a couple of great papers that have called out those scientists and been like, you're, 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 you just want there to be eight fucking species and you're making the DNA fit what you want. Which is a brilliant incident of fucking uh biologists being catty as hell yeah like one of my favorite things to read is papers uh that are like are like being like 
I don't know if your science is very good. Like, it's basically the... But it's it's much more civil than that. It's very entertaining. That's why one of my favorite things to read is, like, book reviews. As opposed to the, the, the book they're, like, cutting up. The New York uh, Review of Books is, like, one of my favorite things to just delve into. And they're like, this scientific book actually doesn't fit the definition of the first or the former. It is neither Ooh. a book nor scientific. And they're just picking the Whoa. shit apart. Basically, like, reading these papers or reading these kind of reviews is just like... Like, you're sitting there alone in your house you're like, whoa, sick burn! Oh, yeah. Reading, yeah. reading scientists disagree is one oh. of my favorite pastimes, especially if so good. they're good writers. If, yes. they can, if they can do it from my dumb ass to understand it. Like like some fucking like Churchill-level like mm-hmm. cutting remarks that are just like so elegantly done that if you don't know what's going on, you're just like, oh, this seems like very civil. And you like actually know what's going on. And you're like, yeah. this is catty as hell. Yeah. I, you know, you, you need to have a little bit of back knowledge to a little bit of background to go ahead and understand if they're being catty so that's why myself not being immersed in that yeah i appreciate god there was a bunch of papers there's a bunch of papers in the 50s and 60s where they were going back and forth about the hypothesis about herbivores and plant defenses they Mm. just went back and forth about how it evolved and it was just like so bitingly coldly cutting i was like oh my god (laughs) Yeah, I need to find these papers because I've referenced them a couple times now and I'm like, I need to bring them, that debate up and like post it in one of the episode descriptions. For some reason, it's funnier to me when scientists are cattier about plants than they are animals. Like for some reason, it's like when they're like catty about animals, for some reason it makes more sense to me, but like them being like that catty about yeah. plants is hilarious. Plants are incredibly complicated. Yeah. Um, just because there's, there's, there's so much more, I don't want to like dismiss animals cause that's my thing, but I'm like, plants are intense. Plants are really intense. Like I've legit like only gotten some job offers for like biology jobs because I actually know my plants to a certain extent. Because it's such a hard field to, like, actually, like, know anything about. So we should save this for an episode of Buzz Botany. <laughs> yes! Well, b- Biology yes. still fits. Wait, why? It, it's, it's botany bo- is still biology. It is. Yeah. Wait. This isn't Buzz Zoology. Despite zoology our, buzzy, despite yeah. our topics, <laughs> Buzz Botany would be, like, me and Becca fucking smoking reefer on our patio. I got an episode idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I'm legit... <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly waiting for a friend of mine to be like, can we do an episode about the biology of weed? Wait, that'd be... That'd be tight. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Weed biology is tight. Sick. Sick, bro. I would have to, like, I would literally have to enter that episode being like, reefer madness, reefer madness. I forgot that at the beginning of the year we watched Reef tra- we watched Reefer Re- Madness uh, uh, Rift Rift Tracks. Tracks. Yeah, yep. I forgot about that. That was a blast. What a dorky thing to do. I know. <laughs> it was so good. Anyways, for today with giraffes, even though there's all this debate about subspecies being species or whatever, I'm just going to operate on what the IOUCN says because... Richard and I have decided that's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad you guys have come to this consensus. I'm going to go ahead and go with what the IUCN says because they're the authority that kind of decides who's endangered and who's not. Gotcha. And for conservation efforts, I'm just going to like, since that's kind of my main motivation about describing these species, I'm like, I'm just going to go with what they say. Anything that you can, I imagine that's actually kind of hard to form boundaries of like what you're discussing. Can be. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that's the, like, especially where there's this much debate and so there's this much arguing amongst papers totally. in scientific journals. I'm like, I'm just going to go with these people that are trying to save them says, 
and go from there. Okay. Um, although I do think some of the splitting of s- subspecies into species is to help conservation efforts, but still, at this point, like you can still call a subspecies endangered, even though the entire species isn't. That's fair. If that makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's eight subspecies, so I'm going to list them in their range, because that's the easiest way to kind of get, a, like, an overview of, like, where giraffes are found. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cordophan giraffe, which is, uh, G.C. Antiquorum, which is found in southern Chad, Central African Republic, northern Cameroon, and the northeastern Democratic Republic of Congo. The mm-hmm. Nubian dra- giraffe, which is G.C. Camelo. Pardalis, which is the nominate species, so the kind of type species for giraffe, um, is found in eastern South Sudan, southwestern Ethiopia, Kenya, and Uganda. The West African giraffe, GC Peralta, is only found in southwestern Niger. The reticulated giraffe, which you see a lot of in zoos for, okay. for some reason. I don't know why that one. Um, really? Yeah. I think they're, I think there's there was plenty of them when they started catching them and putting them into zoos, mm-hmm. and they're really striking in their pattern. Okay. So, um, the reticulated giraffe, GC reticulata, is found in northeastern Kenya, southern Ethiopia, and Somalia. The Angolan giraffe, GC angolensis, is found in northern Namibia, southwestern Zambia, Botswana, and western Zimbabwe. The South African giraffe, GC giraffa, which is also funny because that's giraffa camelopardalis giraffa by the name. It's found in northern South Africa, south southern Botswana, north, southern Zimbabwe, and southwestern Mozambique. The Maasai giraffe, G.C. Tipple which is obviously named after someone with the last name Tipple Skirsh. Of course. Of course, mm-hmm. as one as one does. Is found in central and southern Kenya and Tanzania. And the Thorncroft's giraffe, G.C. Thorncroftii, is only found in Linguala Valley in eastern Zambia. Hmm. So. Most of Africa. Yeah, that's as, for as much as I enjoy these animals, when it's like, where are they located? My brain is like, giraffes are in Africa. And it's like, that's as deep as I So got. they are only in Africa. They are not but... in any other continent or subcontinent or anything like that. Mm. They're not in all of Africa anymore. Mm. It's wild to know that how they break down, just like sort of spread out that all the, to me it was like, ah, oh, giraffes are in Africa. But it's like, actually like, it's all these different kinds of giraffes making up that whole population of Africa. Also, as Westerners, we just don't know a shitload of Africa. I also no. don't know a shitload of giraffes either. I, as you can see, I was trying to, uh, on yeah, the table, I was Richard trying was to... Richard was tracing the, co- the continent on the table trying uh, to get what country was My where. African geography is not great. Um, I, I know Ethiopia's at the top and South Africa's at the bottom. Ethiopia's uh, on the side. The, the top side. Uh, the top side is Algeria, Morocco. Or Egypt, Ethiopia. Uh, uh, e- Egypt, north, uh, Egypt east. is north of Ethiopia. I think there's one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the top is Algiers and. But I proved Algeria. my point that yeah. uh, I'm bad at African geography. Um, it was actually there was one time at trivia. Like, Thoroughly, I believe. One time when I was running trivia, there was a worksheet epi- like bit where you had to name all the countries and capitals in Africa, Oof. and people did real bad. So I tried to go easy on them on the next month, and I did South America. Which was also a shit show. Well, if you start doing capitals, my god. Like, I could basically do Egypt, Cairo, and... No, uh, South Africa, Johannesburg? I believe so. It's been a while since I've done it. And I am tired, and I've had a beer, so I don't know if I can name them all right now. Yeah, that's... that's, Um, Yeah, yeah. me me too, me too, me too. (laughs) Yeah. 
Alright, despite the rumors about Jake's height, the giraffe is actually the tallest living terrestrial animal. Oh! Wait, was that a bird? I think so. Okay. I'm very tall and so are these sweet, sweet devils. Yeah, they're, they're much taller than you. That's fine. You're about, the, you're about the height of a baby giraffe. Can I tell you something? That affected me deeply in a way that I wasn't prepared for, and I think that's <gasps> really? so sweet. Yeah. <gasps> I think being the height of a baby giraffe is super cute for some reason. It is. Can you imagine being born and dropping, like being born at your height? I constantly make that joke. <laughs> it's just, just like my mom fucking hated giving birth to me. I came out I fully was immersed. Born six four, maybe six five. Yikes. Yeah. Fucking again, like eighty percent elbows. Yeah. Just like a fucking demogorgon, just made of elbows. <laughs> As we did talk about earlier, you are mostly elbows and knees. Yeah. Um, so fully grown giraffes stand between 14 to 18.7 feet tall. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes me so grateful to be only six something. (laughs) Males are taller than females and the tallest male on record reached 19.3 feet. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's so tall. That is very tall. How tall is it? 19.3. Well, so Jake, you're, you're what? Six and change. Yeah. So that's over three Jakes. I'm going to tell you right now, that's too many Jakes by two and a half. Yeah. I don't know. Three Jakes in a trench coat? Comedy gold. <laughs> oh my god. Three Jakes in a spotted trench coat sneak into a giraffe enclosure to try and like... Ooh, that's something. so cute. As the top one just tries to like eat leaves. And yet all three uh, Jakes in that trench coat all hit their head. <laughs> <laughs> The trench gate opens up and two of them fall out. God damn it. There would just be so many elbows. Like, yeah. just like, oh, yeah. your trench coat would look so bony. Oh, it'd it look like, uh... You Slenderman? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Have you done that for Halloween? I haven't, because I just have to wear a suit, and that's it. I just look like Slenderman every time I go to a wedding. You gotta put a um, stocking over you your head. You gotta face. put a stocking over your head, to be honest. Oh, does he have that? He doesn't well, have he features. doesn't have any facial, facial features. Well, I think you pretty, at least have that. You have that over Slenderman. I, I know, but I think I'm pretty forgettable. Um, I look like... Name another white guy with brown hair, and I... Your hair's not brown, it's kind of reddish. Well, my beard is red, and my hair is... Oh, your hair is definitely brown. Yeah. You just, like, turned and got it in line. I was like, yeah. no. Hmm. Yeah, I just look like, I keep saying, I, I look like a sim before you customize them. <laughs> You're still too tall. Well, yeah, it's, it's you put in a cheat code to get this height. Oh, I see. It's the same like, cheat code honestly, where you get to see him naked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you never play The Sims? I didn't play with that cheat code. Oh, well, there's a cheat code that a lot removes the pixelated parts when they go into the shower or the toilet or anything like that. Do you see anything or is it just a Ken doll? I don't know. I've only read about it. I've never uh, it. I also Jake? just played The Sims naked, so I didn't put, need to put in cheat code because I was already winning. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need much. I was 13! <laughs> I just needed the suggestion. Um, the average weight for a male is 2,600 pounds. Fuck. Mm-hmm. And the average weight of an adult female is 1,825 pounds. Also fuck. The maximum weight for males is uh, 4,250 pounds and for a female it was 2,600 pounds, which is basically the average weight for a male. That's Ugh. too fucking much. That's too much meat. That's too a much giraffe. Big too, giraffe. Yeah, they're big. They're big. They're big. They big. Christ was not, not as, that big. Not that big. <laughs> or else the cross would have had a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. Standing upright for very Um, long. their neck and legs are obviously quite long, but its body is actually relatively short. Okay. 
they have large eyes that are set on the sides of their head to give them good all-around vision, like most herbivores. Uh, they and have eyes set on the side of their head, so they actually have almost 360 vision. Hmm. Plus, I would say it makes them look cute. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Thank you. They also have really big eyelashes to help clear out dust. They do have really big eyelashes. Yeah. God, I fucking love giraffes. <laughs> That's so cute. It's so cute. They can pull off that too, that look, too. Like, really long eyelashes. They yeah, they don't look off. like those girls that get the extensions and it, like, work, looks weird. Yeah. Yeah, it looks uh, good dress, on them. Drafts are perfect. Um, uh, they also see in color. Uh, their hearing and sense of smell are also very sharp, and they can close their nostrils to protect against sandstorms and ants. Hmm. Because when they feed off plants, ants will try and, like, climb onto them. That is an aspect I've never thought about. I also yeah. never thought about them closing their nostrils, like, without just, I mean... Yeah, they can just... <sighs> we should all stop trying to do it, because we're not going to be able to. <laughs> I can get one nostril. That's it. Yeah, I think because you're didn't congested. Make feel good. It didn't make me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> God, they got me beat there too. Ugh, they're oh, just like better me's. Such a... <laughs> well, this is basically I'm not gonna, the bats. I'm not going to make any judgment on this because you're letting us stay here. Well, you agree. No, you can just agree. We well, can all agree I, giraffes are better than me. I don't think giraffes would like supply us so many drinks and snacks that's when they nice. come over. But that's all because they don't have hands. Writing. That's true. They don't have hands. They don't have hands. Okay, I got to beat there. I got a puzzle. You do. Um, also, uh, they have a prehensile tongue that's nearly 18 inches long. It's purplish black in color, perhaps to avoid being sunburned. And they use it to grasp leaves as well as for grooming and cleaning the inside of the animal's nose. They can also do that? Yeah, see, they're better. That's gross. No, I think that's great. I mean, that's interesting. It's just it's just re- recycling lymphatic materials, which we kind of do anyways. Oh, I mean, when you put it that way. Yeah, and also, like, I'm like, I don't know about you, but the finger is not the best apparatus for getting in the nose. I think the tongue would be much better. Mm. But my finger doesn't taste my boogers. There's, he's That's got to be there. Also. But you don't get to recycle your boogers if they're on your finger. You do if you eat them. Yeah. Yeah, true. but there's something about that step between, like, pick them and then eating them. If you could just eat them straight out of your nose, that seems a little bit better. I don't know. I remember what boogers taste like. You swallow post-nasal drip. Yeah. Why can't you just like clean your yeah, yeah, that's true. No, Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! No, that's true. That's a good point, though. They, I mean, you, you prude? <laughs> basically a narc. Yeah, man. Okay. And so they, they clean it out pretty solidly for... like They clean out their nose. I think they also have a lot more like stuff that gets in their nose right. than us. So I think there's a little bit more... Uh, impetuous to clean it out regularly. That makes sense. Yeah. They also can't go at it with their fingers. Right, right. Which is why they can't write either. Yeah, yeah. They can't craft the next American novel. I'm trying to think of a, a good pun writer name for a draft, <laughs> but I can't, I can't think of anything. All right, we're going to move on then. <laughs> I was trying to combine Longfellow and Longneck, but I fucked up. Okay. Um, their upper lip is also prehensile and is covered in hair to protect it from thorns. Their top lip is a mustache? It has kind a mustache. of a prehensile mustache. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, can we take a quick break because I'm going to run out of recording time? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's pause for a second and we'll come back to uh giraffe morphology in just a moment. All right. Um, so back to giraffes. Uh-huh. Uh, their coat has dark patches surrounded by lighter colored hair. These patches range from orange to chestnut to brown to nearly black. Okay. Um, males will become darker as they age, which is not surprising. Testosterone usually makes, uh, melanin create more. Melanocytes create more. Huh. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, uh, and then the color pattern is believed to offer them some camouflage in savannah woodlands. So kind of like patchy dark with light. Okay. So, so if you think about like we don't have um, we don't have the same kind of savannah woodlands, but if you think about oak woodlands, so like kind of the oak forests we see in the chaparral where it's very patchy. That's kind of the light that we're talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, their fur may also actually serve as a chemical defense, and uh, they actually create a lot of parasite-repelling chemicals in their skin. God, they're so rad. Really? Yeah, that exudes, uh, and it gives it a distinct odor, which is a kind of way of saying that they stink, because uh, mm-hmm. one of these chemicals is indole, which is in certain concentrations can smell like feces. It's actually found in human feces. You take that back. Um, and sometimes can smell like, in lower concentrations, flower bo- blossoms. They smell like ass. They smell wonderful. Um, and wonderful ass. They smell like an ocean breeze. <laughs> an ocean mm-hmm. breeze off an ass. An ocean breeze off the coast of Humboldt where there's a paper mill. Mm, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the other chemicals is 3-methylindole, which is also known as scatol. You can base on the name. Are you serious? What does it smell, it smell like, like? They just all smell like poop? Yeah. But favorite it's, it's animal to smells get, like shit. It get, it's to get rid of parasites. It's for a good reason. Yeah, they smell like shit for a reason. So it's good, actually. I just thought they just smelled like Cinnabons this whole time. Oh, I got bad news. Cinnabons are made of shit. <laughs> oh, dude, the only animal that I know that, like, the wild animal that I know that actually smells kind of decently good is the bear cat. What? Uh, which is in... It's in the... I think it's in, like, the same super order as, like, um, they're related to, like, monkeys and stuff like that, but they're bigger. They smell like buttered popcorn. What? Oh, wow. hmm I met one at the San Diego Zoo. His name is Merlin, and he smells like buttered popcorn. And apparently that's just how their musk smells. Huh. They smell like buttered popcorn. Yeah! You're telling me giraffes? Smell like shit. For two different fucking reasons. Yes. I want you both out of my house. Your animal smells like shit, and you know it. That sucks. But that's also, I mean, it's good for, luck it's getting me for out of good here. reason. It's for a good reason. It's yeah, it's to for keep a good the parasites reason. out. I it's mean, always for a good reason. Those buttered popcorn dickheads probably have tons tell, of parasites. Tell, tons of parasites. Yeah, boy. Right. <laughs> boy. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay, and also buttered flavored popcorn or buttered popcorn flavored jelly beans is everyone's least favorite. Am I right? I don't eat jelly beans. Okay. But yeah, but when you go to a movie theater and you smell the buttered popcorn, yeah, it smells amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Jake. You really had your heart set. You don't have to be that mad about it. It's fine. I just, in my brain, it's just Cinnabon creatures roaming the earth, but, and wishing. Now you know why you don't research the animals you Now love. I know I never, yeah. never meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like the first half of this episode has just been Jake like, yeah, giraffes are great. I feel like the second half is going to be a rough ride for you, bud. No, uh, the second half of this episode is going to be about how they grant wishes, Stevie. Stevie! <laughs> I got bad news. Well, I mean, I, I know they're, they can be aggro, but it's fine. They they all read Fight Club and got the wrong message. My giraffes <laughs> are fucking idiots. They're all freshmen, you uh, doofuses. God damn it. Anyways, both sexes have horn-like structures called ossicones. Okay, that's pretty which, cool. Which is an adorable name for like, little horns. I feel like you're latching on to anything right now. Oh, that's been my whole life. Jake would love ossicones. <laughs> I, I, think you're, I think you would look good with some. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I think I would too. Um, they're made up of ossified cartilage, so meaning cartilage that has uh, kind of turned into bone structure. Um, they are vascularized and may play a role in thermoregulation, so they may allow for heat to escape the body in drafts. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're also used in combats between males, and you can easily tell the difference between male and female giraffes 
by their ossicones and their head shape. Uh, females and young have thin ossicones with tufts of hair on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, male ossicones end in knobs and lack hair. Okay. Because they're used a bit more combatively. Uh, the giraffe has an extremely elongated neck, which can be up to 6.6 to 7.9 feet in length. So basically, you are the, you are a giraffe neck I know, that's tall. fucking... Actually, that's, no, that doesn't seem that crazy. I mean, they're next. Well, if there there are three of you, right? Tall, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, this length does not come from extra neck bones, uh, which are also known as cervical vertebra, but from extremely elongated cervical verte- vertebra. They have seven cervical vertebra, just like humans. We did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, actually, most mammals have seven cervical vertebra. There's a handful of sloth species. Um, and manatee relate. I don't know if manatees in particular, if it's dugongs. I believe uh, some of those are in my family as well. <laughs> but they only have six. They have a reduced we hunt. one. They have a reduced cervical vertebra. But otherwise, all their mammals have seven cervical vertebra. Holy shit. Yeah, so they have the exact same na- number of neck bones as us. It's just massive. I know, no, that's like a mind-blowing fact to yeah old. i like I've, I've seen human neck vertebra obviously from teaching anatomy and not from murders i've committed and in the stew of some kind <laughs> i assume no no well, how do you think you get to the bone you gotta cook it down somehow um but mm. like our our like cervical vertebra are maybe at the most like an inch long okay at the thickest whereas their cervical vertebra are over 11 inches long a piece oh my god yeah Oof. They comprise 52 to 54% of the length of the vertebral column. Oh my god, motherfuckers got fat necks. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fat neck, motherfucker. I'm this turning on them. fat necked, long limbs, <laughs> like shit smelling, Oscon wearing motherfucker. Smell like shit, you got a fat neck, <laughs> pansy ass motherfucker. Basically, like somebody glued two ladders together. <laughs> <laughs> two shit covered ladders together. <laughs> <laughs> Strutting around. Looking like they're the boss of everything. No. You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. I like you that, can't see the future. I like that this has just been turned into roast mode oh, yeah. on animals. I fucking love, like, you long ass motherfucker. Man, so good. The typical animals ungulate, the typical ungulate, the cervical vertebra comprises uh, a third of the spine as opposed to half of it. Okay. Um, including an okapi. No way, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not as long as yeah, the neck. The evolution of the long neck is still somewhat debated. One of the hypotheses, and actually the most common of which, is that the longer-necked ancestors of giraffes did better when competing against other browsing ungulates such as kudu, steenbok, and impala. Uh, I knew one uh, of those were. Yeah, impala I recognize. Yeah. So they're like antelopes. I've been hit by one of those. <laughs> I'd listen to one of them. <laughs> uh. Steenbok? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed... Be fair, Steambuck does sound like someone that would be at like a music festival. No, totally. I dressed uh, I dressed Steambuck for last year's Halloween. <laughs> Some of the other hypotheses suggest that perhaps it evolved as sexual selection, that males with longer necks did better in competition, but that doesn't compensate for females also having long necks as well. Okay. And then there is also some hypotheses that project that perhaps the long neck gives them an advantage in vigilance. Like, maybe they can see better, so they're... Into the future. Into the future. Yeah. (laughs) Giraffes keep on slipping, slipping, slipping (laughs) into the future. Constant vigilance. Vigilance. They're just the Mad-Eye Moody's of the giraffe world. Yep. 
Man, uh, that actually sounds cool as hell. Also can, deranged. Yeah, that also sounds terrifying. Can you imagine Mad Eye Moody being like seven feet, seventeen feet tall and weighing like three thousand pounds? Only every night. <laughs> can you imagine a giraffe with a magic eye? Oh fuck that! And too. an eye patch every morning. Ooh, and a fucking sick trench coat. Which one of them smells like shit, though? Both. Yeah, I want to say Mad Eye Moody smells like shit too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a hybrid that just does not come out yeah. for the better because yeah. of the smell. Yeah. Um, the giraffe heart can weigh up to 25 pounds and be two feet long. They have such big hearts. They do. They're like Care Bears. They're like Care Bears. Oh, no. <laughs> what? They invent heart disease? What are you going to tell me? <laughs> I don't... I they just use don't, it to crush I just don't know if that's true. If it's big? Well, no, it's big, but it, like, you're, you're going, like, Richard talked about earlier, like, we have a historian, a poet, and a scientist, and you're like, oh my god, they have such big hearts, and I'm just like, yeah, factually, yeah. I feel like you're trying to make something metaphorical out of it that doesn't necessarily happen. Right. So, in writing, when someone has, like, a lot of love to give, mm-hmm. people would describe them as having, like, big hearts. <laughs> I mean, giraffes have a lot of love to give in uh, a very certain way that I'm going to get into. It's where they have big penises. So I'm not like I- a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> you said it! Ugh. <laughs> you have that ready? Oh my god. Uh, I felt like it was relevant for this god conversation. God damn it, how'd you have that so fast? Jake, I have it all, all the time. time. Yeah, basically, I feel like this episode has just turned into like, let's roast Jake. Or giraffes, or Mad Eye Moody. Or both, or all three. They all smell like shit and have tiny dicks. Except for giraffes. That's, yeah, and also, I'm gonna say Mad Eye Moody has a fat fucking hog that is <laughs> not in control. Fair, actually, and he puts it in his bed. <laughs> Do we need do we need to talk to Shoobs about this? I feel like Shoobs may know the answer. Yeah. He's he like I mean he's the one out of all of us that probably has read Harry Potter the most recently. I thought the point of the podcast was that he didn't. No, but now he's too powerful. Now he's read uh, all, all of it the, as an books. adult. And now he's uh going through like the movies and the amusement parks and the video games. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Anyways, giraffe hearts. Um, uh, giraffe hearts are so big because it must generate double the blood big. pressure. Hmm. How big are they? Oh, it's it's not a joke. Tw- 25 pounds. Giraffe <laughs> <laughs> hearts are so big. How big are yeah, they? 25 pounds. They're so big because they must generate double the blood pressure required for a human to maintain blood flow to its brain. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I could probably use that How's too. your blood pressure, Jake? Probably awful. <laughs> I told you I think I have too much blood. <laughs> you did tell me that. Don't tell her that. She I want her to take it. it. Yeah. I would oh. love for her to take my blood. I'll take your blood, Jake. You've invited a mosquito into your home. Excuse me. Uh, I don't carry diseases like that. Well, plus a mosquito. Well, no. Mm -hmm. No, it was going to turn into a slapping joke. Tell me more about giraffes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And their big heart. The wall of their heart can be up to three inches thick. Holy shit. So humans, I would say, again, like a half of an inch in the ventricles. Um, I feel like the cow's hearts that I've taken apart, which admittedly I've had to take those apart with like a fucking, you know, those... uh, Knives. Were they alive when you did it? No. Okay. They were dead. Just ch- ch- have to check every once in a while. Just I don't part stuff out when it's alive. Right. Not that cruel. I never said you were cruel. I just... You insinuated it. I insinuate nothing. Um, I like but... cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got cow hearts on accident in the anatomy lab, we had to take, you know, those electric knives that are like, nee, and you use them to cut turkey breasts. We had... That's the only way we could get through them. Because they were literally like... The size of my torso. I'm watching the vegan for his reaction. Sorry, Jake. That's sad. 
But I like that the cows donated their bodies to science. That's um, that was very noble of them. I mean, we use as much of them as we could. There's that. Um, <sighs> sorry. Okay. Their heart rate is also unnaturally high for their size at 150 beats per minute. That's because they're so concerned Again. about the other people, the yep. other giraffes. Mm-hmm. Say it one more they're time. They're so concerned about the other giraffes. Because they have a big heart. Because they have a big heart, so they're always. But really hearts flutter. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what BPM? 150. Mm-hmm. What's the BPM of Party Rock? <laughs> oh my God! I think he's onto something. He breaks into Party Rock. <laughs> um. When they lower their head, the blood rushes unopposed to the ret mirabile in the upper neck, which a ret mirabile is a network of arteries and veins in close contact. Um, and this one in particular prevents excess blood flow to the brain. So it actually kind of like the blood rushing into the veins feeds back into the arteries and vice versa, and it keeps them from having a huge blood rush to the brain, which having excess blood to the brain, in theory, sounds okay, but that's what causes migraines and strokes. Mm-hmm. So... Not very good. So they don't want that to happen when they lower their head to drink. Yeah. And when they raise their head back up, the vessels will constrict and direct blood into the brain so they won't faint. Hmm. Whoa. Because the stark difference between when they're drinking and when they go back up to Mm -hmm. the resting position is pretty severe. Yeah. Uh, They also have very tight skin on their legs to keep too much blood from pouring and pooling into their lower limbs. Essentially, they're constantly wearing compression shocks. Compression socks. Damn it. I've been doing that all day. Compression socks. Which we talked about earlier. That you should get some. I just thought if we kept staring at you, you would keep trying to say compression socks. <laughs> uh, so they have too much blood as well. Yeah. Yeah. See? They have just enough blood. No, she said too much blood. No, no they have, no, they have enough. vessels that prevent too much blood going to the brain. To certain so when areas. they go from their... They don't have a problem with too much blood. Their they concern have a... is too much blood. No, they have a problem with too much blood going to certain areas. Yeah, right. It's not having too much of it. This is the height difference. When the, it's just, it's a distribution problem and not a volume it's, problem. That's what I said <laughs> when you went on your eugenics rant. It's about distribution of resources. It's not about population control. Dude, you know what? You're, it's going to be revealed as you keep trying to pin this eugenics shit on me. You're going to reveal how much you know about it and how much research you've done. <laughs> and, like Everything you're saying is just going to like give it away. Give what away? That you said the eugenics rant. Yeah, bring it up. Do it. No. <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> eugenics. Eugenics. <laughs> Another crazy and anatomical thing that I found out while doing research was that their esophageal muscles are incredibly strong. Mm. Which, when I first read that, I was like, why is that? Because they don't need super strong sol- swallowing muscles, right? Because it's just like gravity. Yeah. But giraffes are ruminants. Aha! You guys don't know what I mean by that. They did the murder. In the library (laughs) with the candlestick. Yes, probably. Yeah, I would guess. There was so much blood. Too much blood. Too much blood, perhaps. Just enough blood. So. Ruminant. What I mean by ruminant is a ruminant ungulate is a animal that has four chambered stomachs. Like a cow or a goat. And a ruminant, what they do is uh, the contents of their first stomach, they spit back up or they regurgitate it into their mouth to continue chewing it after it's been chemically digested a certain amount. Hmm. So uh, that's where the name ruminant comes from is because they they look like they're ruminating as they chaw on their stomach contents. I just thought they were deep thinkers. Nah, they're dumb. Nah. (gasps) That better not be a fact in here. (laughs) What does it say about goats and cows? Yeah. No, literally, this is so sad. I might cut this out when I edit it. But um, watching the footage from the fires, because I was trying to figure out 
if I could even get to work or not with the easy fire. And where the fire was, there was a bunch of ranches. And at this one point, like, they're, like, showing the flames and they're, like, trying to get these horses out. And the horses are kind of freaking out. There's just goats standing there, like, chewing on their cud. Mm-hmm. And the goats just, like, look at the fire and wander towards it. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing, goats? They're nihilists. All goats are nihilists. <laughs> That's why... in their eyes. That's why Baphomet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how badass that is to walk straight into a fire? That's why we say the goat. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, true. You're right. All time. I'm yeah. not going to cut that now because that's good. <laughs> so they need those really strong esophageal muscles to help get that grass half-digested material six feet back up into their mouth. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. God, they're cool. It's a little gross. Eh, cool. It's just a way cool. of life. It's, it's very how they live. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and it's I make, very I make cool. no judgments. This is a safe space this for all dry. cool. I'm actually really surprised there's not like a... Among all the pseudoscience bullshit out there, I'm surprised there's not a group of people that's being like ruminants. Oh, really? Like uh, a health craze that's just like, yeah. we're going to just take your food back in your mouth and chew on chew it. Chew on it. Jesus. I mean, that's an eating disorder. That's just. Yeah. That's just an eating disorder. <laughs> Unless you spit into your baby's mouth and you're a bird, correct? Sometimes. See? Yeah, but we aren't birds. She has Someone was earlier talking about if they were a bird. No, I was talking about if I was poison ivy, I would be actually be, be like bird girl. I would so grow I say, feathers instead of leaves. Yeah, I was saying that you would be a bird. Yeah, but we also <laughs> talked about I'm not going to have kids. So I don't have to worry about that. Anyways, giraffes uh, prefer to feed on the twigs of trees, mostly acacia, uh, which are uh, kind of related to peas and stuff. So they're really high in protein. Um, they make pods, like uh, mm. pea pods. Stuff like that, but they're also very thorny, which is why they need all those protections from thorns on their tongues and their upper lips. Okay. Um, Camifera, which is the genus of myrrh and frankincense, which also is really high in protein and calcium. Okay. And then uh, the Terminalia genus, which I couldn't find a good common name for that one. Um, But these plant species uh, are preferred because they provide the giraffe with the necessary calcium and protein to support their very large bodies. Um... But they will also other eat other shrubs, grasses, and fruits. Hmm. I never thought of them as fruit eaters. Which, yeah, they will. Like, it's not a common food item for yeah. them. But huh. it happens. I also didn't know that they had to worry about thorns. Yeah. Yeah, acacia in particular. If you ever looked at acacia trees. Full of thorns. Also, they have to worry about ants. Because a number of acacia species actually have um, symbiotic relationship with ants. Huh. Where the ants live in the trees and get nutrients from the acacia, and then they protect the acacia from being eaten. Hmm. Until a giraffe comes around. They don't know any better. Nature's amazing. Damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> Damn, Damn nature, you beautiful. And scary. <laughs> sometimes scary. Sometimes scary. Sometimes and beautiful some- can be scary. And sometimes unfair to animals who just want to smell nice and for someone to have been cursed to smell like shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Still so mad about this. So sad. Um, giraffes live often live in large groups, but this can vary on a number of factors. Recent research shows that giraffes have long-term social associations, very fission fusion social groups. To call back what we talked about with bats, so when you have long like species that live a long time and go through a number of social interactions and social arrangements in their life, they tend to form these very complex relationships. Okay. Um. A lot of these relationships are based on kinship, sex, or other factors. So, uh, young often stay with their mother for a long time. Uh, different sexes, females and males, group together very often. And then also previous relationships, if they had had successful relationships before, they may also associate more long-term. What is 
the how long are they with the, the young with the mothers? I'm gonna get to that. Okay. And that can probably motivate that to a certain extent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, these uh, and depending on how individuals meet in communities and sub communities, those different long term relationships may affect how those sub communities and communities kind of fall out. It's very hard to actually make a call on how things will end up. Hmm. Yeah. On the whole, their groups are mostly sex segregated. This, the main exception for this is groups of mothers and young. As males get older, they tend to become more solitary. Just because they tend to get more dominant, they tend to outcompete younger males, they stop hanging out with other males. Huh. I read one too many um, Fight Club editions. And, <laughs> you know, they kind of just go off on their own. They go off on another their own. Grand Turismo, but with giraffes. Yeah. Yeah. Really racist, though. Really racist. Way more racist than him. Wait. No, the drafts. No, the drafts know how to build the utopia. Oh, they just haven't told us yet. Was it a utopia that still smells like ass? Uh, in the utopia, uh, people aren't so shallow, Richard. I'm sorry, I just maybe they can't smell. Hey, there's a utopia. No, no smelling. Smells are great. Eh. I love smells. <laughs> I could take it or leave it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just desensitized from working with so much dead things, and I'm like, I've been smells saying that are cool. Wait, yeah, smells are cool. Smells are cool, but that's why I'm like, I don't want to like. I think even bad smells have a place. That makes sense. And also, people, what people think are bad smells, usually, I'm like, this is nothing. So I'm like, smells aren't all bad. Okay. <laughs> That's another podcast we will begin to. Yeah. <laughs> um, good point. Overall, giraffes are polygynous with a few older dominant males mating with most of the fertile females. This is what we also discussed with bats. Bats are the same way. A lot of animals are like this. Mm-hmm. Female mortality is really high in a lot of species of animal. And so males tend to be more prevalent in the population. And because of the investment that males put into reproduction versus the investment that females put into reproduction, it makes sense for most males to, like, spread their seed. Mm -hmm. Because females usually have to do the majority of the, like, development. Yeah, yeah. So males can be like, okay, bye, got knocked up, and go impregnate another female. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's, like, apparently a strategy that works. It's for propagating the species. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's... It does what it's supposed to do. Um, you know, I can't necessarily make a judgment call on that. It, that's the utility of it. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Jake, you had a point? Was it similar? Well, now it sounds like Richard's trying to <laughs> set up something good for himself, but... Uh, oh, never. It, the giraffes also volunteer to pay alimony, am I correct? No. <laughs> No, they're deadbeat dads. They're deadbeat through dads. Through. <laughs> they smell like shit, and they're deadbeat dads, and they have just enough blood. Why couldn't we just learn about gulpies? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to shadow your dreams. The problem is, like, the thing with the copies is they're really cool, but I'm like, also, we don't know that much about them. They could be deadbeat dads, too. I would say yes. <laughs> Sounds like they're worse deadbeat dads. Correct Correct me if I'm wrong here, but they sound... Oh, you're just trying to create a smear campaign on Okapis because you don't know anything about them. This is like classic negative political I campaign. Love, I love sending alimony to my draft wives. <laughs> he does. He loves it. I love it. I love my little draft kids. How many of them? I don't know. Six? I don't know how many they have at the time. One? One seems one. like well, enough. One. What are their names? Being, them being motherfuckers being born at six, five? Yeah, one is enough. What are their names? What are your six giraffe baby names? Uh, Giraffe Jeff. DJ Giraffe Jeff. <laughs> DJ Giraffe Jeff. Okay, that's one. Giraffe Oh! <laughs> All right, there's two um, forced puns. I'm trying to force. I'm trying to force a third, okay. a fourth, and a fifth. Uh, when we move on, if you like, remember any God. other no, thank kids. God, thank you for bailing me out of that. Um, over. Oh, 
Males will court females, such as licking the female's tail, resting his head or neck on her body, or nudge her with his horns. Sounds like some dates I've been on. Mm, me too, actually. Okay, that sounds pretty cute. That's definitely. <laughs> and then when he mounts her, he'll like rest his forearms on her torso. Oh yeah, so tall, I've, they have to like. I've seen that. That's it's one very of the weirdest awkward. things. Just yeah, the, the the logistics involved in giraffe mating is Beautiful. hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, gestation lasts four hundred to four hundred sixty days, which is approximately fourteen to sixteen months. Okay. So over a year. Um, a newborn giraffe is five point six to six point six feet tall, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Your height. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a few hours of birth, can run around. Can you run around, Jake? Not even now. <laughs> Not Dude, even right now. That's fucking the day that they're born. They can run. Yeah, around. the day they're born, they can run around and are actually indistinguishable from calves that are a week old. Wow. Okay, they have for sure better knees than me, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Their ossicones will pop up from the skull within a few days, so they'll actually have their little tiny horns. Oh, they don't have them when they're born. No, well, they're they're there, but they are laid flat to the skull because they're cartilage. Oh, okay. Oh, right. And because it's to avoid getting caught on the birth canal. Makes um, sense. So once they're out and about, like, and they're, they're aerodynamic when they're born. Yeah, they're slippery. <laughs> they like come most out babies. like little missiles. Pew! Just straight to the ground. And then just pick right up, horns pop out, and just start like around. galloping around. Yeah. Smelling so like cute. shit and no, wondering where no, their dad no, is. No, 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 That was all very beautiful. Coming out aerodynamic, like they planned ahead. They're like looking to get out of their mom as quick as possible because they respect their elders. Because they're trying to find their dads who are deadbeats. Mm, unconfirmed. <laughs> they went um, for draft cigarettes. They can nurse for... <laughs> Marble. Camels. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good connection. Camels. Wait. Yeah, they smoke joke. Yeah, they smoke camels. Okay. Yeah. Um, they will nurse from anywhere from six months to a year, depending on like nutrient needs and stuff like that. And then they could. Pro- I think they stick around with their mom for up to maybe two years. Wow, really? Okay. It, at the most, depends on like resources and like if they can go out on their own and all that stuff. Comparatively to similar animals, do how does that rank? Like two years. I don't know. Okay. Because I didn't do any research on any other uh, artiodactyla for that. Um, most of the time, it's about a year, oh, okay. with some exceptions. Like uh, if I think about when I think about artiodactyla, I think about um, deer. Okay. And I know yearlings, hence the name yearlings. Young deer will stay with their mother for about a year. Okay. So I think that's about comparable. I need to take a break because I need to go to the bathroom. But when we get back, we're gonna talk about necking. Oh my god. Which is not the 1950s. Sort of necking. Damn it. For the draft sort of necking. God damn it. So we'll be right back. So now that we're back, I'm very excited to talk about necking. That's such a good pun. What? How's that a pun? Explain it to us, Jake. I don't know what sex is. <laughs> I'm not joking. Help me. When a man loves his other giraffe wives and wants to go out for cigarettes. I'm not going down the show. Just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> tell us so, what necking is, Stevie. Males engage in a form of combat called necking, which is used to establish dominance, and a more dominant male gets to mate with the females. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lower intensity version where the males will just stand there and kind of rub and lean against each other until one of them kind of like loses his balance, and when he loses his balance, he's the loser. And he doesn't get to mate. It's not to the death. 
which I so usually no, it's not supposed to be to the death. Okay, there are um, rules to this kind of thing. There's a higher intensity version of necking, which the males will spread their front legs super wide and swing their necks at each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. trying to land blows with their ossicones and trying to dodge the next blow. Sick. Um, these bouts can last for more than a half an hour when the opponents are evenly matched, and rarely end in serious injury. But there have been some records of broken jaws, broken necks, and even deaths. Mm. But uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like when animals fight. I think it's I think it's accidental when they like really severely injure themselves because also like in general, like even with dominance, like sexually dominant establishing circumstances, you don't want to fight to the point that you're like severely injured. Right. Because that's bad. You gotta be yeah. able to do the next fight. Yeah. That's why it's always impressed me when animals are just like, all right, time to cut and run. I'm like, oh, okay. They have a self-preservation. They, yeah. They have some foresight, I suppose. Yeah, like, even yeah, I ain't gonna win this. Even deer and like, like uh, deer and male sheep will be like, all right, time to fucking stop smacking heads with that other guy. Hmm. I've I've lost. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very rare that you get bouts to the death in that sort of circumstance. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it kind of makes me wonder if they seem less prideful than we are in our fights. Um. <clears throat> I mean, it's the dominance ritual, but um, they stop. Whereas, like... I don't... I, I think for us, I think we just are so uh, numb to survival. Yeah. That we don't know when to actually stop. All our stuff is societal. It's less survival and... We live in a society? We live in a society! <laughs> God damn it, Jake. <laughs> I have literally never heard that sound from Richard. No, that was weird. Um, <laughs> make a joke but it here. sounds like they're um, yeah that self-preservation they look out and humans don't necessarily do that so one can make the case giraffes are better than humans we smell better okay mm, then why do we have to create like room sprays and like all these like smell you know, even better poopery poopery yeah but we don't smell shit like shit all the time right Jay some people whoa alright why are you looking at me like that <laughs> it's a condition <laughs> It seems that Richard has one condition of being here, and it is to smell like shit. <laughs> That's why I relate to them. <gasps> Me too. Okay, as you were saying. Um, the most interesting part about necking, most people don't know, is that it's very common for males to caress and court each other after a bout of necking. Uh, Go in on. In fact, it's more common for males to have these homosexual encounters more than heterosexual couplings and giraffes. Wow. Wait, explain that again? It's stress relief after the fight. <clears throat> right, but they, like, wait, is that the only Male time? giraffes are more likely to have homosexual sex right. than, have to, than having heterosexual sex. Really? But wait, yes. are they only engaged in homosexual sex after these fights? Yes. Interesting. Yes. It's a sign of respect. I don't know about that. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Literally. Giraffes, yeah. gay as fuck. fucking wild. I want to see some giraffe drag where they make their ossicones look bigger and they put tufts of hair on them. There's got to be a good giraffe-based uh, drag name. Giraffe girl, put that bass in your walk. But yes, they have more... Like, giraffe star. <laughs> oh, problematic. Giraffe star is terrible. Yeah. But anyways, like it's actually more interesting. Uh, in a number of studies, they actually saw that... like. Uh, they studied sexual encounters in giraffes, and like for the males, like ninety five percent of their encounters sexually were with other males. No way! Huh. Yeah, I never knew that. So they fight it out, and then they fuck. That's what's so interesting that it's not just like uh, that; it's so specific to like 
post-fight. It, yeah, it's very highly associated with post-fight. Um, I, I will give that with the caveat of I didn't get the time to delve deeply into the papers, so there might be some non-post-fight sex. Gotcha. Yeah, but there seems to be something about, like, fighting, amping mm-hmm. up thing, where there, it, afterwards it's, it's just there's some sort of sexual release that happens. It's the cool-down lap. Sounds Ugh. like quite a workout for the cool-down. Right? Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Um, as adults, giraffes have a high chance of survival due to their size, good eyesight, and powerful kicks. Giraffes are rarely predated on. Like Jake. It's Jake. Powerful kicks. Powerful kicks. Good eyesight. Uh, now I have reading glasses, yes. Yeah. Okay. And size. He's tall. He's tall. tall. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why I haven't killed you yet. You're just going to be really hard to take down. Just go for the one of the many And you have too much blood. I have That's to get all blood. that See? I have to get all that blood There's out of your so body. Much blood. All that blood. All that. Uh, <laughs> super um, blood, super blood. <laughs> <laughs> they have unusually long lifespans for ruminants knowing to live up to thirty eight years. That's older than all of us. Uh, lions are the main uh, predator to take down giraffes. In fact, giraffes are the most common food source for lions in Kruger National uh, Park. Although it appears that most of them are actually scavenged instead of killed. Hmm. But there are a lot of meat. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one you said was 4,000 pounds? Yeah, but on average, like, think about, like, the average male is 2,600 pounds. That's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. A lot of it's scavenged, though? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just because they kind of die. Nat- Kruger's, like, really bountiful. So I think most of them die of natural causes, and they're just like, yum, 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 yum. Free meat. Man. Free giraffe meat. That's good. Yeah. Giraffes don't get hurt. The lions get fed. Yeah, Jake would like that. I would like that. When I die, I want uh, someone <clears throat> to bake all of my body into a meal, and I want all of my enemies to eat it. Do you really want it baked, though? It's going to be bland. Can I roast it? Boil it. No, don't boil it. Whatever. Just someone season <clears throat> me. Can I do a I don't pin- want to die. I don't want to taste as white as I, I look. Do I have your permission on record on this audio recording to pit roast you? No, I actually already gave all this permission to my friend Greg in college when I was super drunk. He had to remind me that I said this. I was like, when I die, this is how I want to go. And he was like, actually, a few Can months you- ago, you very drunkenly made me promise that I would bake you into a meal and then feed it to your enemies. And oh. I was like, Can you oh, give okay. me your friend Greg's address? No, I'm afraid what happened to Greg. He's Can new, I have his phone father. number? No, he's a new father. And he's one of the only phone numbers that I remember, but <gasps> I won't tell you. He's <laughs> a dad. God damn it, that takes him out of the pool of murder. That shouldn't be a fucking prerequisite. I don't want to make any orphans, because then the orphans come back to kill me. I don't want yes, you to kill principles. my friends. Mm-hmm. Are they okay, friends? Well, Greg's been the best. Will, will Greg transfer permissions? Why would I have less than okay friends? I only have the best friends. I don't know. Two examples here. Beggars can't be choosers. Oh. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. What? That was a very good burn. I don't give a fuck. Okay, good. I was going to say, I thought that was too harsh of a burn, so I felt like I had to backtrack on that one. You thought that was too harsh of a burn? Yeah. Oh, my God. She doesn't know I'm trying to be nice. She screamed. (laughs) (laughs) At one in the morning. (laughs) I'm trying to be nice. I'm fucking chill. (laughs) I am... No, that was a joke. Well, that's the thing. chill. It comes up at work all the time because there's a moment in, like, Parks and Rec where Leslie Nope goes, No, I'm super chill all the time! And everyone's like, that's you. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I repeat that at lower volume and much mellower, you might believe me. And they're like, no, you're the least chill. I'm like, damn it. Anyways. When that bird first hit the window, I'm sure they just thought you were going to unhinge your jaw. (laughs) Probably. Well, like, when I said, when it hit the window and I knew it was stunned, I was like, good. And, like, right. Oh, right, right, because it was stunned. So it was stunned. And then, like, Ryan, like, Ryan, the head brewer, was like, 
why are you happy about that? And I'm like, well, it's going to be easier to catch. And he's like, oh. I'm like, no, 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 it's probably fine. And I was like, I'm sure he thought he was just like, that sounds like something Stevie would do. That one's going to be a tax derby next week. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be in the office for some reason. <laughs> Dude. The, my favorite thing when the bird got in was the owner was just like, I like stormed in and dropped all my stuff off in the, the break room. And the owner, uh, when I was like, there's a bird in the brewery, the owner was like, is that on your list? And then, he, and, then he, and then he says, he's like, well, I don't know how to deal with that. Stevie, you got it. Good luck. Have fun. You sound like Buster in Arrested Development. When he's just like, there's a bird in the house. It's like, Buster, you're knocking over everything. I walked on my pillow. <laughs> well, honestly, like someone brought it up later. They're like, oh, thank God there was a, not any actual brewing going on today. Can you imagine if it flew into a mash tin? We'd have to dump out that whole batch of beer. What kind of bird was it? A toey. It's a large sparrow. Is it gonna be this? You've seen a California toey, Jake. I know. I was trying to think of a, uh, a good beer name for it, but I don't have anything. Toe? No. Nope. Nope. I, don't, I got nothing. Yeah. Anyways. Go on. About these giraffes I heard so much <clears throat> about. Nile crocodiles can also take adults as they lean down to drink. Oh my god. It's always something. <laughs> that is nature. Isn't they're not just no, like giving the, them kisses? Like, I don't. I haven't gotten to tell this story on like air. The day after Jake and I recorded, we went birding, mm-hmm. and Jake got like Jake was like, "I love herons," and then I told him about how herons will eat other birds and fish and stuff. And he's like, "I don't like herons." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so easily manipulated. <laughs> he just and he looked at me at one point. He's like, "Are there any birds?" <laughs> That don't eat other living things? Dude, that's the thing is like, uh, I think it's like I knew that, but it was always like insects and stuff like that. But like that fucking, I think I was like deeply offended, not offended, affected by that pelican video where the pelican eats the pigeon. Mm-hmm. I like do not like that. And I was like. Of course you didn't. Oh my God, this is happening everywhere. That pigeon is like sheer fucking panic being eaten. Mm-hmm. This isn't supposed to happen. Oh my God. Yeah. That stresses me out. No, the one that stresses me out is the uh, shoe bill. Uh, another Attenborough episode where it's like these prehistoric-looking motherfuckers that just are. Um, they had two um, babies, and one of them just like I'm the king, and she tries to kill its sibling. And then the parents show up, and they're like, "No, we had you as a backup. Yeah, you need to go." And so yeah. they shoo it away to die on its own because they're just like, "Yeah, we had you just in case he didn't make it." Sorry, and he's sorry, already wait the wait wait the one who was going to eat or the one who was about to be eaten the one who was going to eat he's the one who gets shoot out no yes so the the weaker <gasps> really? one yeah the weaker they younger they save the weaker one. one no they save the stronger one okay so they shoot out the one that was about to be eaten yeah oh now it's sad okay oh I wasn't even trying to eat him he was just trying to like I don't know like trying to bite on his neck and like choke him or something like internal that internal decapitation yeah and so he was trying to like kill his brother. And then it's horrible out there, Jake. When the parents show up, they're just like, no, he's right. You should go Ugh. and die. Because yeah. he's, he's old enough now. He's probably going to survive. So, bye. Bye-bye. It sucks. I hate it. I hated that whole episode. I skip it. I skip that part. That's how it goes. Yep. Nature's scary. Nature's scary. Cuckoos, man. Cuckoos. You know, but cuckoo Cuckoos chicks. are fucking weird. Yeah. That should be its own episode. Yeah. Cuckoos are fucking... I'm actually down to talk about nest parasites. They're very interesting. God. Um, mm. calves of giraffes are more likely to be eaten, mostly by leopards, which Becca and I talked about last week, spotted hyenas, and wild dogs. They're less likely to be killed when large herds of migratory wildebeest and zebras are present. Okay. That so, it depends on what you want to go. Do you want giraffes or wildebeest or zebras? Well, I obviously want giraffes. Yeah, so 
let's bring in the wildebeest and the zebras to be eaten. No. Yeah, they gotta eat something. <laughs> they're ob- they're obligate carnivores. They should eat beyond giraffes. Exactly. <laughs> and impossible zebras. Unfortunately, like that's not the right protein for them to digest. Um, what about? I, I do like the idea of beyond wildebeest though. Yeah. I'd eat that. Oh, tofurkeys? They run wild. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Holy crap. Um, in 2016, giraffes' conservation status was changed from least concerned to vulnerable, um, which is one level above uh, endangered. So they actually recently went from doing okay to doing less okay. Um, oh. They're gone for most of their historical range, and including Eritrea, Guinea, Mauritania, and Senegal, and may possibly also be gone from Angola, Mali, and Nigeria. Oh my god. A few subspecies are endangered, including the Maasai and the reticulated giraffes. Uh, the Rothschild subspecies is near threatened, and the Nubian subspecies is critically endangered. Dear diary, fucking great. Love jig. <laughs> uh, sport hunting used to be a huge source of mortality for giraffes, although that's kind of gone down. And poaching, poaching still concerned, but m- most hunting is not an issue anymore. Yay, yay. Um, habitat loss and deforestation is actually a bigger issue. And an extreme drought in Kenya in 2017, thanks climate change, yeah. has led to heavy competition with livestock for resources, which has led to some killing of giraffes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that private game reserves have helped preserve giraffe populations in Africa, and currently the overall population of giraffes is estimated at 97,500. Okay. So overall, okay, certain subspecies are not doing very well. Ugh. Unfortunate. Um, large herbivores are really going to suffer during climate change. Yeah. There's just going to be less resources for them to... Not a lot of plant life to get at as yeah. it is in Africa. And then we have a lot of issues with human resource, resource use and livestock yeah. problems. Yeah, I guess I'll just see all of you in hell. I mean, this is why we also just recorded an episode with Richard on Whole No Heroes about how we identify with villains. Specifically the eco-terrorists. Not specifically eco-terrorists. But the ones who are doing Mostly something about eco-terrorists. like Mostly. overpopulation versus resource. Yeah. Yeah, your yeah, eugenics rant. I did, god damn it. Population control. Certain populations. I don't even know what eugenics is. <laughs> Oh my god, is that how this fucking podcast ends? No! I'm just saying I don't have any more notes. So we need to find a way to end it. So we don't make Jake to seem like a war, seem like a war criminal. God damn it. He hasn't done anything yet. He's Jake's the one who gives the explanation on eugenics. You're the one who explains why Gattaca is technically misspelled. Yeah, that made and me mad I earlier. get blamed for the eugenics shit. Just because I know more about DNA doesn't mean that you're not the one that supports eugenics, Jake. Yeah, it's bad science, so she's the real scientist. Is it eugenics if I want to kill off literally everything but giraffes? Yes. Kind of. And poison ivy? Yes. Wait, the plant or the person? The person. Okay. Uh, yeah, also still yes. Yes. I want to clone... My perfect world is Do you want a, a bunch of ivy clones, poison ivy... No, I don't... You just want a harem of Poison Ivy clones. No, 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 no. Jake is going polyguidance right now. No, I don't want to... Jake is polyguidance. I don't want to spend my whole life letting down Poison Ivy. He wants to knock up a whole bunch of Poison (laughs) Ivy clones and then leave them in the lurch. No. Having Jake With their half-plant, half-Jake, long-gangly-ass children babies. In the perfect world, I disappear. And it's just a bunch of Poison Ivies riding a bunch of giraffes. And it is a utopia. I dig it. Uh Uh-huh. That's still eugenics. Fine. Well, we've got Jake to fully admit. 
All right, Jake. You know it, it took six hours, but Jake has finally come out and admitted. We've worn him down. He is pro-eugenics. Only, only giraffes. Well, I think this might have constituted as torture. So I don't know if his confession is viable. This definitely constitutes. Uh, I think he needs a lawyer or a parent here. Yeah. To. Um, Do you want our, your mom to come talk to us? I'm pretty she sure knows this is us. what happened in the Central Park no. Five. Would you like a Pepsi? Oh my god. A classic Pepsi. Um. Yeah, my perfect world is just like a for? bunch of it's just a bunch of rad eco terrorists like riding giraffes and they all have like the best time. I dig it. And then also real big fish survives. Really? Okay. Just to play the soundtrack mm-hmm. to all this. That's rather best. specific. Do yeah. you have a utopia scenario? Several. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's one twenty in the morning. I don't know if we want to get into all your utopias. <laughs> my all. utopia is that everyone's dead and giant sloths are alive now. How is that not eugenics? That's eugenics. <laughs> yeah, I never said I Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that I wasn't not for eugenics, mm. but I never said that I was for eugenics. Double negatives, getting tricky all up in this bitch. Mm. And on that note... <laughs> Is that the note? Is that really the note we're getting close? Everyone knows I'm kidding. Everyone does know you're kidding. Why does everyone know you're kidding? Because obviously it's just my friends that listen to this. And everyone that you know would say like, oh, of course Steve doesn't believe in eugenics. Not one person would be like, she might believe in eugenics. My mom doesn't think I believe in eugenics. That's one person who doesn't think you believe in eugenics. That's a, but it's a, it's a good character witness. I'll allow it. But your mom like is always going to support. Mm. I'm saying like, I was saying like, would one person believe it? And you listed the one person who would not believe that you believe in eugenics. So that means I don't the like other these people... logical fallacies that you're throwing in my face. So you're saying that everyone else could totally believe that you believe in eugenics? No. You just said your mom doesn't believe in, that you Yeah, my mom is the ultimate authority, and everyone is like, believes that my mom is correct, because... You don't My mom is having correct. a really hard time. That's true. Jake? <laughs> and your mom is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this has gotten very tangled, and I think we need to exit out of the podcast before this gets... We need an off-ramp. Off-ramp. We need an off-ramp real bad. Anyways. Thank you for teaching Why is Bee's hair so sticky? Because <laughs> they use a honeycomb... There's your podcast sound. Thank you very much for teaching us about giraffes. Yeah, I heard really you guys, I'm glad you guys... You I'm sincerely stoked. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm glad I finally got to learn some stuff about giraffes. I knew none of it. Uh, none I knew of it. I knew they had the same amount of vertebrae as us. Yeah, because I, I think I've told you guys that multiple times. Yeah, I only knew that because you told me that. Perfect. All right, everyone out there, drink and know things responsibly, which Beck and I have decided is our tagline now. Uh, enjoy your libations, but get home safe. All right, bye! <laughs>